You remember Callie who works with me at Sweet 16? Hey. Hi. It's nice to see you. Um, Callie is doing the pageant this year. Will's mom is the pageant director. She was Miss Team Blue Bonnet in 1991. Rosie Dixon's your mom? Really? Far as I know. Hey, maybe sometime, Elbel and I could come over and I could ask your mom some questions about the pageant, you know, just casually. Oh, unfortunately, my mom's not home all that much. She's either at pageant meetings or at the nursing home wiping old people's butts. That's what happens to a lot of ex-beauty queens. Welcome to the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. I am your host, Andrew Morgan. Happy New Year to you, everybody. Uh, this is the first episode of 2019. I hope you enjoy it. This week, we take a look at the Dolly Parton-inspired movie, Dumplin', which finds a plus-sized teenage daughter of a former beauty queen, Willa Dean Dixon, a.k.a. Dumplin', signing up for a teen beauty pageant as a protest to her mother, Rosie, and what pageants represent to women like her. The movie stars Jennifer Aniston as the mother Rosie Dixon. She was also very instrumental in getting this movie made, as she was one of the lead producers of the film. The cast also includes Danielle McDonald as Willa Dean. You might have seen her as a female rapper in Patty Cakes, or as a pregnant woman in the recently released Netflix thriller Bird Box, which we will actually talk about on this podcast next week. You also have Maddie Belio as Millie. She was the star of Hairspray Live that aired on NBC. Kathy Najimy of Sister Act and Hocus Pocus fame plays Millie's mother in the film. And Harold Perrineau, who played Link in the Matrix movies, turns out a great performance as Lee, the head of a band of drag queens who really shines as the funniest and more inspiring role models in this movie. Dumplin' is based on a novel of the same name written by Julie Murphy, who makes a small cameo at the end of this movie as well. The movie is directed by Anne Fletcher, she is most known for her romantic comedies, The Proposal and 27 Dresses being the most notable ones. The soundtrack and the inspiration for this movie is provided by the one and only Dolly Parton. She provides some brand new songs, including the Golden Globe-nominated Girl in the Movies and some of her classic hits as well, like Jolene, 9 to 5, and Two Doors Down. Considering the subject matter and themes for this movie... I enlisted fellow comedian and former Miss Teen Connecticut Brie Hiltz to join me as my guest. Brie provided a unique perspective on her experience in the pageant circuit and as a woman still working on her relationship with her own mom. This was a fun one, guys. It's coming up right now on the Nomcast. Thank you guys for listening. But anyway, so a movie uh, that we're <laughs> talking about, we can just dive right in because uh, this movie's. You know, like you were saying to me off mic was basically something that struck home for you that not only obviously you did pageant at one point in your life, but you also had a mom that was close to this type is. of dynamic or is, is, is yeah. <laughs> is. So, all right. So we'll, we'll first just talk about like, so when you first watched the movie, like what made you want to watch the movie? Was it something like that? Did you see, you said you read the book, right? I read the book after I, I uh, I saw the movie and I looked up the book online like real quick because you can okay. get a PDF of all uh, of all the stuff. And oh, I just, okay. Like, was reading it at work. And, sure. Um, it was it really hit home because I like to see the dynamic between a book and 
a movie right um, all the time and usually it's the opposite you're one of those I am <laughs> I am um, but it was just like the the movie did hold true to what the book how the book was written okay because that was going to be one of my questions yeah, for you just it was to... very very holding true to how it was and just as emotional just as like intense um, and character development and everything the way like it, Netflix did a great job do you think um, they captured the that small Texas town look and everything else with that comes with that. Yep, definitely, definitely. Okay. It was, it was. I was really impressed because usually I'm the type of person like Game of Thrones. Sure. I read all the Game of Thrones books. Right. I watched the series, and after season three, I was like, "This is bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's why they like doing the show now, where they're post books and, yeah, and don't have and as many because people like you drop off from hate. <laughs> You know, hating on George or hating on the showrunners or any of that stuff, and you could just kind of freestyle. But then sometimes that doesn't work. So, so you said you watched the movie first, though. Yes, I did, okay. and um, I I loved it. I I, I cried. Um, things don't. Maybe it's the hormones. Um. <laughs> it's possible. I've been crying a lot of movies though, so I don't know if that's uh, if there's something in the air or it's just getting older. I know. Oh, hey, I don't mind. You have no excuse. Yeah. No, I've not. Well, actually, uh, I've I've been talking to friends. It's like I think it's once you have kids, you it's that same kind of you know you see the world a little bit differently. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, make it easier to cry. Oh yeah, but yeah. It, it did. It made me really emotional because of. The, the not just the relationship that uh, Dumplin, the main character, right. had with her aunt who passed away, Lucy. Yes, her name was. Yeah. Um, but at the end, the connection that she made with her mom, because that connection that's happening with her mom, right, right now, is what me and my mom are going through. Mm. And um, kind of like a reconnection. Yeah, a little bit. Like my mom and I always had a really rough relationship because I was always. Because um, <laughs> I was always uh, a very anti-girly girl. I okay. hated the color pink. I yeah. didn't like wearing dresses. Right. Um, when I was when I did pageants, I did. Well, more I was going to say we yeah. were, you know part of the reason why we wanted to talk was obviously you love the movie, but obviously I know your background. So right. you know, did Miss Teen Connecticut, and then you went on to the national because you won, right? Right. Right. Yeah. And how I won, I don't even know. But it was, just, it was, it was a weird time in my life because I was in high school and I got into one of the top schools in the nation, George Washington University. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah. good school. And um, my parents said this is like the most expensive school in, in the nation at the time. Yeah. Um, you need to figure out a scholarship. So I right. was hanging out with my friends after school. Now, mind you, I was a little skater girl that wore Converse shoes, ripped jeans that had doodles of my favorite emo bands on. <laughs> right, you know, yeah. You know, and like never wore makeup. Right. Never wore high heels. Which is very anti-emo, by the way. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> or at least on the guy side. Yeah. I, I guess probably both. Yeah. yeah. Our jeans were the same size. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, we were just like, we liked to hang out and smoke weed. And I was on my computer and I looked up scholarships for young girls. Right. And uh, that came up as right. an option. And I was like, oh, I can do this. Like, how hard could it be to be a girl? Sure. You know? So I asked my friends, um, I was like, you guys think I can do this? Like, would this be really funny? What if I did this, you know? Right. And they they were like, 
I don't know. And I go, come on, I, I'm pretty. Like, I could pull it off. And they're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> There's a certain type of pretty, yeah, or whatever that they would say. Yeah. Yeah. I got bullied a lot in high school, too, like, really bad by all the popular girls. They tortured me. Um, so I never really thought of myself as an attractive girl, right. ever. Which is kind of the theme of this movie, by the right. way. Right, so. exactly. So with the girl Dumplin', her and I had that in common. But I didn't do the pageant for the sake of... Spite? Yeah, spite <laughs> and protest. I did it because I was like, how hard could this be? Like, Interesting. Why not? Why not? Like, why can't I do this? Right. Like, I'm going to do it, you know? And so I, did you identify with Willa Dean then, or did you identify with somebody else's plotline? Because obviously there's multiple girls that go into it that they highlight. The girl, the the, the, the gothic girl that was like okay. kind of a yeah, yeah, with short yeah. hair. I was like, that was pretty much me. Like, right. how hard could this be? This will be funny. Sure. Like, you know, my mom... But did it seem harder? Like, because oh. she, she kind of, obviously, they all kind of see how hard that it's it harder. Than, yeah. yeah. It is actually really hard. And, you know, I, I, I give those girls a lot of credit <laughs> for what they did, especially because I had, when I signed up for it, I had three weeks to get ready for this thing. It seems like that same kind of timeline, right? Right. Because they kind of sign up and then boom, they're in like but in you know, real life, drills. Okay. These girls take months. And also, a lot of the girls that were competing, there were 48 competitors. I was number 48. I was the last one. Oh, wow. They all have been doing pageants for years and the right. same pageants since they were 15. Right. I was... Eight, I was just before my 18th birthday. I was, oh, wow. You know, before I did this. Oh, so you compete not against just people your own age for this? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's just all high school? Or all high basically? school. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And um, these girls, like, they they knew. Well, I, I was felt like the odd man out because they all knew each other from previous years of competing, and I didn't sure. know any of them at all. And I uh, got my dress from Goodwill that I had to wear in my evening gown. Yeah. Goodwill, um, because I didn't own evening gown right and and then um i took uh i borrowed my mom's clothes that she wore for work you know a business clothes because you needed to wear a business attire for the interview okay i borrowed my mom's one-piece bathing suit i, <laughs> I was like i'm not wearing a two-piece i'm not that kind of girl so. sure yeah so yeah i got a an all-white one-piece bathing suit because marilyn monroe sure style, okay you know? yeah and um, well i like the to go back to the movie a little bit, but the Millie Millichuck one was like kind of like a throwback to, you know, like those 50s beach party movies that yep. they would do. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yep. Same way. Exactly. Like same thing of like sticking out because a lot of these girls are cookie cutter when you, right. when you look at all of that and to yeah. have something different. When I won, the judges told me that I was unanimously chosen by all five judges, which just didn't happen for 10 years in the whole competition. Nice. All because I came off like a breath of fresh air. Right. You know, because I was very down to earth. I was genuine in who I was. I didn't, right. I didn't sound like a rehearsed script that I practiced in my car with my mother all the time. I yeah. just was a like, natural person. Right. And they really liked that about me, I guess. They, and, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Unfortunately, the big uh, judges, the head honcho judges down in the Palmas for the USA pageant. Yeah. Did not very like different. <laughs> different. I actually, one of my interview answers at the Bahamas competition basically was a fuck you to the judges. Interesting. Which I didn't mean to. It was just kind of like, because they, they questioned why I was the only one that didn't have, because the, they give you your interview questions before the whole competition. Right. And 
one of the questions they said, what do you want to do when you go to college? Like, what do you go to college for and what do you want to do? Right. And my response was, I wanted to work. I was I went to, was going to school for geology and mm. I wanted to work in natural sciences and things like that. And I said, well, why don't you want to go into modeling? Like, this is a, for a modeling um, contract and to be on TV and, like, and all that other stuff. Sure. Because everybody else was either, I want to be an ESPN sportscaster, anchorman, blah, yeah. blah, whatever. Some kind of show me job. Yeah. And I yeah. said, well, because education is power. And I feel that the original basis of this whole competition was to be a role model for young women and pushing on women to be a size too pretty and be reading what they're told to read to tell people right. is a little bit uh, hypocritical for what sure. you're supposed to stand for. And I, and I was like, knowledge is power, and you don't stand for that. So right. why, how is that a good role model? Sure. And they got really offended. Oh, sure. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, that's kind of how this whole movie is, though. It's kind of like just challenging what the idea of it is while also kind of seeing it for what it could be, mm-hmm. like in an idealized side. Like, when you watched the process uh, in the movie, do you think it – held true to what you went through or do you think it was like oh this is the movie book idealized version or no or it was definitely um I, it was it was definitely the whole like when jennifer aniston's character was all about you can't do this why because i'm fat because i don't fit into the whatever right it was definitely like that because there right. were girls that were in the competition that didn't have the perfect body and right. they got ostracized from all the girls that did right and you know there were it was it was very catty and yeah. it was you know they put those girls in the back when it came to doing the group performances yeah, and things sure. like that and they you know which isn't cool because now you're making this girl who thinks you know that she has the chance because you gave it to her and then you're just taking it away from her by hiding her behind the other girls that you think are what they should look like sure. in the ideal female. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it was really shitty, but seeing how in the movie the when they had uh Willa Dean and the other girl that was overweight, I forget her name. Millie. Yeah. Millie, yeah. yeah. And um they had them in the front for some of the dances. Right. That would never happen in the real world of right. pageantry. It it wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I did find that interesting. Yeah. That I know in a movie sense. Right. That they would do that. Yeah. And yeah. I know, especially because, you know, the mother was kind of adamant about no special treatment and all these other things that I'm surprised they didn't bury her yeah. in the back. But of yeah. course, it makes for a better, better movie that yeah, way. Yeah, definitely. They did pull on the heartstrings of that. Of like, oh, there they are. Sure, know? exactly. Like, which I understand on an entertainment like yeah. level, but realistically, that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Um, I feel like actually that's one of the things about this movie that I thought wasn't realistic in a way. I didn't feel like it was very biting at all. And there's no like, like say if this movie was done in the 90s, this movie would have a villainous cunt as the woman who is like, like the girl who's going to win this pageant, like a mean girl type. Yeah, which I expected from the blonde girl. that Yes, and it was total opposite. She was nice. Yeah, which part of me felt very, I thought that was appealing. Um, uh, that, you know, it's like, oh, not everyone, that it's more in her head than it is about being that cutthroat. Yeah. Now, I don't know what you experienced, whether you had people, and I'm not talking, uh, to like try to out people or anything, but if you had an experience, cause you said you had bullying experience in high school, did you feel not welcome in, in the competition um, in the same way that she kind of did? But even then, like she didn't have anyone 
Who come up to her, her, who was mean to her at right. all, which I found interesting because they show all that high school footage and her going around town and and being at the pool and all this stuff where it's like, hey, like right in her face. Yeah. Well, I feel nothing. the reason was for that was because they didn't see her as competition. When women oh, that's interesting. see a woman as competition, that's when the nastiness comes sure. out. Sure. Always, like it's a pecking order, right? Um, because women like to compete with women, right? All that nonsense. But um, I feel like, well, as a person who got bullied pretty hard as a kid too, I think a lot of it is bullies end up they feel terrible about themselves, so they just project. Right. So I find it interesting in a competition sense that you would think these girls who you know have issues with body image and all these other things, even if they're you know gorgeous going and they know they're capable of being a model yet they still hate themselves yeah in some fashion that i'm surprised that that kind of cutthroat mentality well, I hate doesn't to say that their mentality is pretty dumb like sure. they are i'm i'm not even kidding about how stupid and what airheads these girls were right they met. like well if you're making that statement uh <laughs> down there and that's out of the norm yeah. Well, then that says something. Yeah, exactly. Um, funny story about that, actually. Uh, I'll never forget when I was at the Miss USA pageant and I was sitting at the table, the breakfast table. We were eating uh, in the aquarium restaurant where there's like an aquarium that surrounds you. Yeah. And I was eating my breakfast and drinking my coffee and I was sitting with Miss Arkansas, Miss Georgia, Miss Wyoming, Miss North Dakota. Right. And um, I forget, I think it was like, Miss Wisconsin or something. I was sitting with these girls. Yeah. And they were like, oh, you live really close to New York City. Have you ever been to New York City before? Blah, blah, blah. They've never been. And I was like, oh, yeah. Actually, last weekend, I was just in New York City, and I was seeing the Hives in concert. Mm -hmm. I said, and it was crazy. I um, And I was telling them a story about it. And I said, yeah, it was like a torrential downpour, and I called for a taxi, and a limo ended up coming and picking me and my friends up to go to Terminal 5, which right. is a really cool venue. And uh, they, <laughs> they were like, wait, it was what? And I go, what do you mean? And they're like, did you say, like, what is, what's torrential? Like, isn't that like a giant spider? <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked at them and I was like, what? I go, no. And I laughed. I chuckled to myself. Right. I said, I'm sorry. That in your language is raining cats and dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, oh, so you're like really smart, huh? <laughs> and I just was like, oh my God. And I wow. stood up and I just, I, I want to get more coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I walked away and I, I couldn't. They were really dumb. And yeah. I liked playing trick on them too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because we, they, they were so adamant about what they were eating and putting into their bodies. And right. these girls literally did push-ups and sit-ups before, like, before the bathing suit yeah. um, competition. Backstage, they were all doing these exercises because they wanted their muscles to tighten up right. and look whatever. Mind you, they were all real thin. Oh, sure. And... Uh, we went out to this restaurant, and I really love pickles, especially gherkin pickles. Mm -hmm. And they had baskets of gherkin pickles at the center um, of the tables instead of bread. Right. They started eating them. I was like, fuck them. I don't want them to eat my pickles. Like, I don't <laughs> want these. Right. These are delicious. So I go, guys, you really shouldn't eat pickles. Like, they're really high in calories. They retain water because <laughs> they have salt in them. Like, this these aren't good for you, like, blah, blah, blah. Right. So they were like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah. So they, so they wouldn't eat the pickles, and I was um. sitting there with the basket of pickles just, like, eating the pickles. <laughs> and they're like, oh, like, why are you eating them? And I go, 
I just don't hold on to salt. (laughs) 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 You know, they were very gullible. Right. Um, And every time we went to anything uh, with, because we had to go to dance rehearsals and all this other crap and go out and see people and walk through the crowd of the hotel and people would be taking pictures. Of course, yeah. I, they would always, yeah, when you're a teenager, it's all got to be so very weird. bizarre. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, I I was the only one that wore like sweatpants and a hoodie and like had my hood up because right. I didn't want to be bothered and had my headphones. Sure, in. yeah. You know, I just didn't care. They right. all had their <laughs> you're all like an NBA player coming yeah. off the bus. <laughs> exactly, and they all had their like little you know Victoria's Secret pink like yoga pants on and right, matching yeah, top and looking course. all cute. Their hair was all perfect. I was like messy fun, didn't give a shit. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Nah, hey. But that's good though to have personality about it. And that's the one thing I thought that the competition could have used, to be honest. Like a story like you just said about the pickle. Like how if they think they're above this, how would they not not kind of bullying, but how are they not laying into that a little bit more? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It seemed like if you're getting into something for spite and revolution, like, they kind of fell back on their heels pretty early. That they didn't really even talk to anybody and that, you know, the only time they did was when they would go over to Willie Dean's house to, you know, see the fittings or things of that nature. And that's where it actually humanized these people. So it's interesting. I like that message because I thought the movie was more about respect and seeing people for who they truly are Mm -hmm. and that not everything is what it is in your head and kind of and even with the relationship between the mother and Willadine that that was kind of a thing too where it was kind of a rekindling like a thing that they never got to do because you get this sense that you know Jennifer Anderson's uh, always working and trying to make ends meet and you know she got to do whatever she wanted with the Aunt Lucy character and and got to be truly a kid and truly have like a bond that she lost. Yeah, and, and so and she never had that bond with her own mother, which sure. you know she resented her mother for that. Which and even the between Lucy and the mother, they didn't get a chance to bond over the pageant stuff because she backed out of that thought too. Yeah, that was really sad. That whole thing when she said, "I didn't even realize that she signed up for this because." Sure. Now, my sister always did everything that she believed she could do. Right. And, and then she said, I didn't realize it, you know. Plus, it's the difference between being actually confident and projecting confidence. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people who you see, like, kind of do an over-the-top version of themselves, like, deep down, don't have a lot of respect for themselves a lot right. of times. So maybe it's one of those things to where it, it takes all different kinds. And, and the pageant life is definitely different than real life, too, where you're really putting yourself on display. I mean, you and I are both comics. How many times have you heard someone say, oh, I think I'm funny in, like, an office situation, then they go on a stage, and then they're like, I could never do this, and they melt down because it takes a different mentality and a different type of funny, usually, than just being you all the time, Yeah, uh, that it takes that you can do that. And the same thing happens for this type of thing. But so that that's what I took out of it. You know, that it's more about respect and, and seeing through things versus being like us versus them mm-hmm. that they tried to maybe portray at one very small part yeah, of the yeah, movie. Yeah. So let me ask you, because you watched the movie too, where it's it they lay out the Dolly Parton theme 
to this movie? Yeah. Okay, this is what I was going to ask. Did you like Dolly Parton before you oh, watched yeah. the movie, too? Oh, yeah. Was she somebody who meant something to you? Or? Oh, yeah, I love Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton is a true freaking woman. Like she is yeah. a fierce woman, you know, back in the day she took the back seat in a lot of country music. Like sure. it wasn't a thing for beautiful country singers, like yeah. females, especially during that time period of Dolly Parton. Like yeah. you look at Waylon Jennings, he always had a female backup singer with him, but sure. she never had the limelight or whatever. And right. Here comes Dolly Parton who just didn't give a shit what anybody thought about her. And she was a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. And she still is. And I respect Dolly totally. Parton immensely. And for that, I thought that she was going to make an appearance in this movie, and Me she did too. not. I was really disappointed yeah. in that, you know? I really wanted to see her. I love the whole drag queen thing about I thought it. it was the best part of the movie. Oh, definitely. I thought, okay. and especially um, because it brought a level of fun that was kind of missing from the movie, because mm -hmm. it was all about competition and all these other things, that they were kind of the breath, breath of fresh air. Right. And that they were also kind of the, the mentor says that you couldn't do because all the mothers were disapproving on right. some level. And if in you this. think about it too, with drag queens and, and men who, you know, like to do that and sure. dress up as characters, they are the epitome of not giving a shit what anybody oh, thinks sure. about them and yeah. that confidence exuding from them and them yeah. being like, have the outer confidence and inner confidence. Sure. And I love drag queens. Like I, when I went to school in DC, there were tons of gay bars and drag right. bars down there. And, you know, I, that's when I got my first come from Little Valley, fucking Connecticut, <laughs> going <laughs> down there and seeing my first drag queen. It was right. crazy. Yeah. And, you know, seeing that in the movies and realizing the message that those drag queens gave to the girls to believe in themselves and to just be who they are and just practice. It's not all, it's not, it doesn't come easy. Right. You know, it comes with self-discipline and believing in yourself you know? sure and they sent that message across which i thought was more prominent of for that message than anything else in the whole movie right you know the symbolism of them was just so profound and exaggerated sure. but it needed it it did you know it truly did yeah interestingly enough are you a kathy and jimmy fan or you're familiar with who she is she was uh millis uh millie's mom in this one. Oh, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, She was in Sister Act and, like, oh, a lot she of... was? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was the more outgoing, heavyweight nun in Sister Act and things like that. So she kind of almost embodies what Millie's character kind of is, this kind of constantly cheerful, heavy set, but doesn't bother her type of character. I thought it was absolutely perfect casting. And then, of course, I read that she wasn't the original choice and that they kind of just fell back into her. And I was like... Well, they lucked out because I thought that was so on point and so perfect in this. I think that relationship, with that one, you said that your mom's more the Jennifer Aniston type. She is, but when I was doing the pageant, she was against it. Um, well, see, this is why I brought it, because that's how that dynamic played out. So it's kind of like almost a blend mm -hmm. between the two yep. characters for you? Yes. Okay. Um, because my mom, when I told her I was doing the pageant, it was the week of the pageant that I had to go for Miss Connecticut. Right. And I took the two tickets because we got two free tickets. And I said, hey, mom and dad, I'm going to be here this weekend. Right. Um, at this thing for a scholarship if you want to come uh, here in the tickets. And right. my mom was, she didn't want me to do it. She, I thought you were smarter than this. This isn't what you believe in. Right. I didn't raise my daughter to be some dumb pageant girl, blah, blah, right, blah. Sure. And she was very upset. And my parents ended up going, but they did not 
sit and enjoy the pageant. They were at the mm -hmm. bar drinking and having hors d'oeuvres while they um, did that. And then when I got called right. of the pageant, my parents were like, what? Right, and yeah. they came and sat down and were like, oh, my God. Sure. And then I did. I had this emotional moment after I, I got crowned. Um because I never thought I was pretty, and I looked at my dad with like tears in my eyes and was like, "Oh my God, yeah, Daddy, I'm I'm pretty, and yeah. they think I'm pretty, and I never thought I was." And right. you know, my dad, my dad looked really proud, you know, that I stuck to something and, and completed it. Sure. And I didn't want anybody to know either when I went when I was in school because I didn't want that persona of being the pageant girl because the way my mom felt about it to. To haunt me. Right. So I was really upset when it actually got posted on the cover of my local newspaper. Yeah. With my picture. Yeah. And they announced it in my high school. And the days following, the girls that tortured me in high school cut it out and put it all in the girls' bathrooms and locker mm -hmm. rooms and wrote really nasty things all over it. Right. And yeah. And made fun of me. And they, uh, their bullying increased. <laughs> Part of me almost wanted that in this movie, to be honest, because yeah. I did read that when I was reading up on, on your experience that it would have been kind of interesting to see them go back and then see like them still be just bullied in a different way, but yeah. to see them be different because the bullying will never be different. Yeah, it's true. But you could be different about yourself to where it doesn't bother you maybe as much or that it you know takes a different tone, so I, I felt that would have been a cool way to kind of end the movie. Yeah, but I understand it wasn't all about just that. So yeah. I, I I forgive that as far as the the movie's concerned. Yeah, but yeah. I just thought that would have been an interesting I agree. angle to see because it's there's so much depth to that whole scenario of you know finding yourself and changing your level sure. of confidence, and everyone else is gonna who doesn't give a crap, and it right. gives them more fuel to the fire. You know? Sure, yeah, and it's just. It was that, that dynamic, I was a little, like, I wished there was more of that. Sure. Like, you know, because that's real life. And, yeah. you know, I felt that they titillated across all of that. Yeah, they touched on a lot of things and certain things maybe you wanted to be more in-depth about. Mm -hmm. But, of course, you know, a, a movie like this is not going to be Lord of the Rings. It's going to be an hour and a half to two hours. And I think they hit it right about mm -hmm. around in between that time. So it's not like they, they really dwelled too long and... Right. In one aspect or another. One other thing that I found interesting too, because the the movie's very female empowerment type theme to it, mm -hmm. that you would have thought when they were announcing the winners that Willa Dean would have stuck around instead of walking right out when that would have happened, because her friends still did come in second place and yeah. you know there was some kind of fun to it that way mm -hmm. that I would have thought it was like yeah we did this together I'm gonna stick and instead she walks right and goes to Bo yeah. which by the way real quick aside on Bo um I'm watching this movie I don't know if you had the same thought I was like he's in high school he looked 35 yeah. and I looked him up afterwards he's like 24 but even really? still I was just like Dude, you look like the Russian doctor from ER like back in the day. You looked almost dead like him. And I was like, good Lord, you look 10 years older than everybody in this movie. And I thought that was an interesting choice. But getting back to my point was I found it interesting that it caps her story by going back to the guy yeah. versus hanging around with the whether it be the drag queens, whether it be her friends or any of that stuff and kind of. Yeah. You know, tie that bow. But I, not to 
use that phrase, but yeah, you know, I don't know how you put it. I, yeah, I know. Yeah. When you say it, it sounds stupid, I didn't want to not recognize it, but, um, but I don't know how you felt about that. Um, I mean, girls will be girls. Sure. You know, boys. And I understand they wanted to maybe, you know, tie off that storyline too. Yeah. The girls, um, girls will be girls. Like, yeah, yeah. She, she. I thought he should have been there to be honest. Yeah, but he was, you know, the big chef man at, you know, at, at, at a high school level. He ran the kitchen for some reason. Well, this is, I, I had that same thought, too, when I was watching. I was like, who owns this place? Who's running this place? Because if they're teenagers and they're running it, that never happens. Yeah. Like, I, you know, anybody who's gone to a fast food place knows yeah, a lot of teenagers work there, but they're not running the joint. Right. So that's why I just thought it was interesting that they were making, like, executive decisions and, and made it seem that way. And I think it works because he looks so old. Yeah. I didn't, when when it was stated that he was in high school, like, he went to the yeah. high school with that other He's supposed kid. to be the same age as everybody else. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, what? I'm like, this guy is like graduated college, yeah. this guy is yeah. creeping on some teenage girls. <laughs> yes, yeah. I definitely felt the same. Which, by the way, most of them, to be fair, uh, are also like twenty or older. Yeah, I think like most of the people who are playing the yeah. roles, but they just happen to look like they could still pass yeah. for whatever it was. Him, I just found it like, well, good lord, dude! <laughs> like he's like shaving every day version of. You know, he's, the he's gone through puberty. Yeah, <laughs> which I don't know how old they are supposed to be because they kind of talk about that like next step thought uh, as far as like college or what to do with your life. So I figure they're towards the tail end. But you were saying like they could be anywhere could be, through. Well, in yeah, in real life pageant training, and they drive. So I would imagine again have a 17. job. So sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. yeah, I figured them for maybe seniors, but. Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured they were too. So yeah, and you know it wasn't uncommon for like a senior girl to date a college boy. So, sure, yeah, you know. That, but when yeah, I, so it still would have worked. Yeah, just, if he was in college, it would have yeah. been fine. You know, he went. To but instead, they made the class angle thing, yeah. which is another theme of this movie too that they try to explore. You know, where it's all just you know an us against them thing, but as it shows, even with that relationship, it's all in her head. Yeah. So that maybe you should explore and look into people and see past the cover, which she wants people to do to her. But she couldn't do it to others. She couldn't people. do to others. Yeah, and she has ironic. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and sad, and that's why you see her kind of flip the script. Right, right. And especially if Lucy's such a role model for her, you would have thought that she kind of had that more. Yeah. I don't know. But she also had her mother in her. True. Yeah. Yeah. I, guess. I noticed None certain tendencies, even even though my mom and I don't, we're, we have nothing in common. Yeah. <laughs> but then as I'm getting older, I'm realizing we have a lot more in common than I thought with certain things, uh -huh. um, especially when it comes to like my my boyfriend and I just bought this house and we're remodeling it together, and he likes things one way, and I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so. And obviously, this is an audio podcast, so people can't see you, but you're obviously also about to have a child. I know when I had my kids, that's when certain things clicked about my parents and, and how why they did certain things, maybe, and the choices that you make as a parent. And and, and this one shows that, too, where Jennifer Aniston's character wasn't around, you know, she wasn't was around but for good reason, not she was a self-absorbed yeah. person, which could easily be that, too. Right. But she was 
working and, and actually working a very selfless job. Right. So and that's one thing that I also really liked about the movie too is the fact that Willa Dean, with what we were just talking about about her irony of yeah. people she wanting people to accept her. Sure. And then you know, but she couldn't do the same of looking past who people were with her. Right. She didn't do that with her own mother. Right. She never thought then that's a lot of barriers, um, not just within that movie and with me and my mom with mother and daughter relationships in general, right? that is a very common denominator of relationship uh, development with mothers and daughters because you see your mom as one way and they, and, and that's it, you know, and that's tunnel vision right, right there. Like um, I see my mom as this woman who is very superficial. She's very materialistic and everything. But my mom is also the type of person who would do anything to help someone out. She's sure. constantly donating to charities. She's doing good work in the in her community. Like right. She takes in exchange students from third world countries oh, wow. to like you know help them with certain things in the yeah. summertime. And my mom does amazing community service work and everything. And she's a very selfless person. Right. But yet she'll still turn around and look at me and say. Why don't you put any lipstick on, Brian? Yeah. You know, and she thinks you have to like look perfect to go to Walmart. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, and you know, but at the same time, that's just me learning about my mom. And I feel like it's that dynamic of irony, um, where you're like, mom, I want you to accept me for who right. I am, but I'm not going to accept you and see who you are. Right. You know, beyond what I think you are. Sure. You know, it's, and, and it's really interesting dynamic. And that really hit hard with me in the movie too. And it was like, wow, I'm learning all these new things about my mom in my late age. And right. I wish I learned it back then because our relationship would be a lot better. Sure. You know, and it's it's getting a lot better, which is great. But I never had that close mom and daughter relationship until sure. recently. You know, and it's, yeah. and it's all because of that same thing that Willa Dean was going with with her mother. Well, I was going to say uh, something you said earlier about why you went into the competition and then what your parents' reaction was because you told them at the end stage, basically. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that if they knew the whole time that either A, they would have talked you out of it, or B, that they would have seen or heard you for what the angle you were taking into it, you know, versus like, oh, I know I'm prettier. Like, you didn't go into it, or so you've said, uh, that you didn't go into it going, I'm prettier, I'm better than these people. Like, you kind of went... I'm looking for scholarship money. I want to be a better role model than what this type of person maybe presents normally. Mm -hmm. So if you explain that to your parents, do you think that would have changed their view on it by the end or no? No, no. Um, my parents, my parents have are very set in their ways. Okay. Even now I'm, I'm almost 30 years old. I'm having my own child, like sure. all this other stuff. And I still have to wear long sleeves around my parents because mm. they don't want to look at my tattoos. My right. Arms. Yeah. So even if I tried to explain that to them, they wouldn't hear it. They, right. They, it, they didn't see it that way. Right. Um, because there's always going to be that push and pull um, sure. between parents and, and child because right. they, kids growing up, especially teenagers, think they know more than their parents. Of course. And that's just the natural attitude. And parents, are, they do know, the, the parents know more than your kid. They've been through it all, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, it might not be the same exact experience, but, you know, they they have years on you. Right. And that's a humbling experience as you get older. Sure. You know, learning that. Um, but my parents definitely, if I tried to explain it to them and told them earlier, they still wouldn't have cared. Um, right. Definitely not. My, uh, I think the words that my mom said were, 
why do you want to embarrass me and your father? Mm. And that was, that really hurt because they thought I was going to, they thought I was going to make a joke. Like, because I wasn't a girly girl, I didn't mm. know how to walk in heels. I was going to fall on my face. And right. my mom called me Gracie Lou Freebush, like when I won the whole time, because I just, I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. Right. And, you know, she just, she didn't accept it. Um, but then the shitty part about it was after I won, that same newspaper article, my mom carried it around with her in her purse and showed everybody that she had the chance to show. And I was like, oh, now you scored this? Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. You know, and it was really, and then she got really involved with it, like very involved. Sure. For the, the USA pageant. She drove me to Massachusetts to one of the top pageant gown little stores. Oh, wow. What's all the Miss Americas and Miss USA's bought their gowns from and, she was. She did not spare any money to make sure that I had everything to right. be. And then she thought that I just gave up at the Miss USA pageant, which I didn't. I just didn't want to win. Mm. I I didn't want to win the Miss USA pageant. I got my scholarship from being Miss Connecticut, and that's right. all I went into it for. I didn't want to because the girls when they won Miss USA, the Miss USA teen or whatever. They couldn't go to college that following year. Because of had, the modeling contract. Yeah, it was a modeling contract. I would have worked for Donald Trump because oh. <laughs> he ran the whole pageant. It yeah, was his yeah. thing. He owned Miss Universe, and that was the pet. I didn't. People always say, "Oh, what was your talent?" This wasn't Miss America. Right. This was Miss Universe. Right. So I would have worked for Donald Trump. I would have been on MTV in this stupid show, living in a penthouse with one dumb girl after the next. Yeah. And, you know, I'd have to go to these stupid modeling things and be on a strict diet and all this other, exactly what I didn't want. Sure. You know, and I didn't want that. Like, I got called, but I didn't make it into the top 15. And the other girls were all, there were moms. Well, I don't know if they were moms. They were probably moms. But there were women backstage that were right. there to, like, with tissues for all the girls that were crying when they got off stage after they didn't get called in the top 15. Right. I was the only one that didn't cry when I walked off stage. And the woman asked me, she's like, are you okay? Are you in shock? Is that why you're not? <laughs> and I looked at her and I go, I get to go to college next year. Right. That was the whole reason I did this. Right. You know, and she just kind of stepped back. And I was like, I was like, I'm not, I'm not here for what they're here for. Right. And I wasn't since day one. I just wanted a scholarship for school and I got that and that's it. Yeah. You know, so, and my parents were just like, oh, she gave up on it. I'm like, I didn't give up on it. I got what I wanted out of it and that's it. Like, you didn't even want me doing this in the first place. So why the hell do you care? Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so as far as this movie is concerned though, do you think it's a good thing to see if you're a teenage girl? Like if, whether you want to go into it or not, yeah, that of like is it something that you would recommend to someone if they have like a teenage daughter who should watch this movie? I would definitely recommend it, um, and not just for the aspect of women empowerment and that whole uh, persona, but also for the whole like open your eyes to what's going on around you. Right. Give your mom a chance. Sure. You know, if you don't get along with your mom. It's not just her. It's you, too. Right. You know, and yeah. and that was a big thing that hit me with the movie. And one of the things that made it really emotional for me, because that's how me and my mom are. It's not just her. Right. It's you, too. And, yeah. and I think that that was really important. And um, that relationship to them was like super that that was the whole thing for me. Like, yeah, right. it was about a big girl, you know, going into the competition and doing it out of spite. And then her friend, the big girl, the other big girl, Millie getting the second runner-up or first right. runner-up or whatever. And 
Well, because she did the work, and I appreciated that. Yeah. And actually, I really actually wanted her to win. I did, too. I was yeah. really sad that she just got first runner-up. I was like, yes. oh, she should have won. Because yeah. she was the one. I feel like Willa Dean saw how much she wanted to do this pageant. Right. You know, like she saw that passion in her to do it. Yeah. She really believed that she could. Yeah. And that's why Willa Dean made the effort to bring her to the drag show and help sure. her get that stage presence and do all that stuff. Absolutely. And I, I love that, you know, yeah. about it. And because Willa Dean then at that point was selfless in her act. Right. And wanted her friend to succeed like she wanted to. You sure. know, so that was really cool how they played that off. Right. She flipped it from being spiteful to I'm gonna help my friend do this. Right. Which yeah, now that I think about it, it's weird that she <laughs> didn't stick around at the end of it. Yeah, she went to that a little bit. you know, thirty year old preying on sixteen year olds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's when I was just like it, I understand tying up loose ends, but at the same time I was like, the theme of this movie is very female, strong and I, I guess maybe for her, she she was disqualified and whatever. So obviously her role is done. But at the same time, it's like, these are the, the people who went side by side with you. That's the big chunk of the story. So I understand that if it was maybe like the next day or something that yeah. she's kind of doing the, the hangover, the recap of things and kind of right. sees him and, and does it that way. That could have been maybe a way to tie that up, but yeah. it also extends the movie and everything else a little bit. But Maybe it was also to play devil's advocate a little bit. Sure. It was the fact that she had such a positive response from the pageant itself with like doing her dance and everything and right. being able to walk out with her friend and escort her friend sure. and the, the confidence that all of that gave her and people being so supportive of sure. her that she felt good enough to go see this guy. Who, who oh, absolutely. That's, that's, that's the way I saw it yeah. too. That's um, probably what it was. Yeah. I mean, and for sure, but they totally could have done that the next, the next day, day yeah, too. Instead of right so after. it's like, yeah, but stay in the still, moment. She was all balled yeah. up, though. Like, she was, yeah, oh, hey, there's she was looking fine. <laughs> sure. Know? Yeah. I don't know. And sometimes when I spank my little four inch heels on and put sure. my lipstick on, I'm like, babe, you're taking me out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, this needs to be seen. Oh, sure. <laughs> Even in the dumbest sense, like, I'll go to a wake. And I'll be like, this is the first time I put on a suit in six months. I'm like, hey, a bar sounds good. You know, like that kind yeah. of stuff. You're like, oh, I kind of want to be seen because yeah. everybody wants to be seen. And that's no matter who you are. Yeah, that was, that's a realistic attitude. Yeah. You know? And everybody's like that. Cause For we, sure. We all are conceited in our own way. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And that's the beauty of this movie is that it kind of like gets checked. Everybody gets checked in some way. Right. But to me, I thought, um, did you have a favorite character? Because to me, I thought Millie was my favorite. Through Millie was through. awesome. I loved her. I loved her bubbly attitude and everything. But my favorite character was, um, I loved the black gay drag guy. I yeah, he was great. I loved him. Yeah. And that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, uh, funny story about the, the <laughs> as you referred to as the fat one, <laughs> they didn't, uh, when they casted her, um, they... They cast her just, oh, yeah, she'll be just another one of these. But they put her in extra scenes because they saw how great she was. Oh, so it's another one of those stories of, like, kind of finding a diamond in rough. And the same thing with Millie, actually. They booked her off. I don't know if you watch any of the NBC musicals that they've done live lately. But she either. did. Uh, okay. <laughs> but the, uh, Hairspray Live, I guess they did at oh. one point, And she played the lead in and that. Yeah. Boy. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen the John Waters version. I haven't seen any of the updates either, like the John Travolta version right, of yeah, this yeah. one. But I know the character. I've seen all of Hairsprays, all of them. I've seen okay. even high school renditions of them. Hey, nice. <laughs> yeah, well, so she was, what is it, uh, Tessa Turnblad? What's the, what's the first name? Uh, I'm blanking right now. I'm not. No. But anyway, so she played yeah. that character. And I guess the author of the book said immediately, because they were trying to do this, they were in pre-production or whatever, that they immediately said, that's Millie. And they immediately tried to sign her up based on watching that. So yeah. I thought that was a good story, too, because... To me, I think she stands out. Oh, she definitely does. Which is funny because the, the movie, John, the Hairspray with John Travolta, yeah. the girl that got cast as that character, the main yeah. character for the movie, she was actually cast because the casting crew was at a Cold Stone. And when you <laughs> give a tip to a Cold Stone person, they have to, they sing, have right? to sing. Yeah. And she sang and they said, hey. You're really good. Huh. Come try out for this movie. Right. And that's how she got that role. That is fascinating. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So, so maybe there's some special thing with hairspray now. So anyone, hey, if you see it putting on in your local high school, apparently sign up because uh, <laughs> you might have something special happen to you. Right. Now, the one thing, this is, I'll get in, because we're getting down to the wire, I will do my nitpick really quick because, and especially I want to know, because you read the book too, mm -hmm. if there's any explanation for this okay why did she do magic there is no reason for her to do magic and even like the the drag queen element of them teaching magic i don't know that as like some because thing did that magic. they is that but did they show that in the movie because yeah. i don't really yes i didn't really see that yeah there was a light i watched the movie twice and i really didn't yeah. pick that up lucy did magic that's why they, that's why she did it. Because if you remember when she was going through Lucy's boxes and things like yeah. that, there was magic stuff in the boxes, and it really lightly touched on that Lucy oh God, did that magic. Is so light. Yeah, it was really light, but it explains it more in the book that Lucy was. Okay, see did, there. That, yeah, yeah, she did magic. That was okay. her thing. Um, and she just she got bullied on her being a magician because sure. you know everyone who does magic is probably still a virgin. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> you just got signed up for a show who was run by a I magician, know, so you might want to back that know, up and listen to this podcast. I know. Does he really? Shout out to Adam. Yeah, he'll oh, be on yeah. a future, <laughs> future episode. Um, he's coming in to do Bright. I don't know if you saw that. Will Smith I did. Movie. I yeah. saw that movie. Yeah. That was a good movie. Yeah. It was a little weird. Yeah. It was a good movie. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll save my thoughts for that. But, like, <laughs> so, but, you know, that, that was the one thing I was like, this is so, like, why? Right, way that? out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's where she found the, the bottle with the coin. Yeah. Okay. Because I didn't pick that up in the movie. I, I don't know if maybe I just missed that or whatever. But, like I said, I watched it twice and I didn't really notice that that yeah, was a that thing. that was something that Lucy did. So okay. That was her connection with Lucy. Because yeah. the whole reason she did it, the underlying thing, other than it being for spite to her mother. Was for Lucy. Was for Lucy. Yeah. So she wanted. And the fact that the drag queens all knew her aunt Lucy. Yes. Yeah. And they knew that Lucy did magic and everything. So they right. helped her with the magic and performance. Yeah. So. See, see, that's what I'm saying. I wish that that was more... Because they did a lot of flashbacks and stuff to, you know, the Dolly parties. And, and even, like, maybe that one scene in the very beginning to where they have, like, a, a car ride going out to kind of get the character of Lucy. Mm -hmm. But I felt like if that was going to make a big deal in this movie the magic part of the her talent in the competition and 
part of the drag queen sequence that they easily could have, you know, kind of hammered that home a little bit or had a flashback sequence yeah. to Lucy doing, doing it something. in some fashion. Yep. Um, so that are like telling a story from the drag queens of like, oh, when we did this, instead of like the only time that the drag queens were showing her how to do it was in like a montage sequence. Yep. So I felt like it, it rang le- like more hollow. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't understand <laughs> why it was such a big deal. Yeah. As opposed to, like, say, the Dolly Parton thing, which they hammered a lot in the beginning. She did the soundtrack. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And and actually, that's if you wanted to say someone who won this movie, I think it's Dolly Parton. Because when was the last time people had Dolly Parton this much on... Thrown in their, their face. Yeah, exactly. And she wrote songs specifically for that movie. Right, totally, some yeah. Were, some of those songs um, on the soundtrack were originals and also throwbacks. Which, from what I understand... When Jennifer Aniston went to Dolly Parton to be like, hey, I want to kind of do this with the soundtrack. Because not only did Jennifer Aniston star in this movie, but she produced it as mm-hmm. well with the author and everybody else. I love so, her, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Jennifer Aniston yeah. so much. <laughs> I do, too, because she makes a lot of very interesting choices, and I think this speaks to that as well. Her versatility as an actress is yeah. incredible. Yeah. You know, and a performer in general. Oh, absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. But one of the things when she went to Dolly about this, I guess Dolly had already owned the book, Dumplin', mm-hmm. and was like already into it. So she was like, cool, immediately on board and was ready to go. So that's good that not only did the movie have the blessing, but she was involved to that level and kind of really got into it. Mm-hmm. But what's funny, though, considering that Jennifer Aniston had to reach out to Dolly, the one other tidbit I thought was funny is that at one point, I guess... They had some kind of meeting with all the drag queens. Yeah. And I, I did a double take, too. The There's one drag queen in particular who looked spot on. I know what as you're talking Do- about, the, and that's what I thought. Yeah. She's in the movie. I know. And then I was like, no, she's not. I know. Because if you look, obviously, if you take an extra second to go, oh, okay, so that's just a really good drag queen. Apparently, Jennifer Aniston did the same mistake. That she thought that was the actual Dolly Parton when they were in the meetings. Really? So she had to like, oh my, you know, like kind of do one of those oh my god moments. But hey, that'll get you cast in a movie real quick right. if they think you're the real deal. And kudos to that. I was actually surprised that the lead didn't look more like Dolly Parton. Like that was kind was, of a yeah, thing. Like but, not to do the whole race thing, but I was no, surprised sure. that the the main Dolly Parton yeah. that everybody loved and worshipped, especially in a southern town. Oh, for sure, like, yeah. Oh, a black yeah. man. Like, yeah. And why wasn't Ruth Paul? <laughs> like, I question that. It probably would have been maybe too, too on the nose. Yeah, yeah exactly. Too yeah. But well and actually I think that's part of the reason why I think the the black version of Dolly Parton works in this sense too, because in a way, you're saying it's about essence and performance, performance more like, than it is about every aspect of it, right. which you know follows right in with the theme of the movie. So I thought that was actually quite. It quite, was quite really a good intelligent. Job. Yeah. It was a good choice, like in the way yeah. it was and everything. Same thing in the book. There was the black person, like that. Oh yeah, it, yeah. So it was just like that. That aspect of it um, definitely played into the whole. Just because you look this way doesn't mean you can't be this. Sure. You know. So and there's nothing better than a sassy black drag queen to get that message across. <laughs> of course. And I think with that, I think that's how we'll end it. Uh, do you have? Uh, obviously, I know you are very far along in your pregnancy at this stage you have about you said six weeks eight weeks i have uh six weeks left six weeks 
Um, so, but as we discussed off air, you don't stop working. So do you have anything like this will come out this week? Uh, do you have anything that you want to plug uh, for um, people in the area? Yeah, come out to Tazrax in Naugatuck for an art and comedy show. On in the Connecticut for yeah. anyone local. In Connecticut, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, you get other people. I get all kinds. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Podcast tour. Yeah, oh. hey, <laughs> got to get out there. I mean, Netflix, it's universal, baby. You don't yeah, have to be okay. just local. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's true. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, in Naugatuck, Connecticut, Tazrax, January 19th. It's an art show and a comedy show. I will be there. Um, and then on February 1st, I'll be at Hardcore Cupcakes. Uh, Hardcore Suite. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah. That one. I should probably learn where it is before I start plugging <laughs> it. Sorry, Adam. Um, yeah. And that's in Oakville. That's in Oakville. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, I think, and then I have something on March 23rd with uh, another Connecticut uh, venue. I don't know where because I have pregnancy brain and <laughs> it happens. That's cool. I sprung it on you. But hey, you are allowed, as yeah. we've said multiple yeah. times on this. So thank you very much, Bruce. Thanks, Andrew, for having me. This was fun.